As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I used to think about immature things, you know, like, do you love me? Do you want me? Are you going to call me like you said you would? Is this really your real phone? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 79 of What Are Your Thoughts? And today is Wednesday, September 16, 2020, and it is 6.45 p.m., mm-hmm. and we're coming to you live from Fresno, California. So, <clears throat> hello, Isaiah. Hello. How is it going today? It's going good. How are you? Um, good. What have you been doing this past day? Past 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I recently got a, to- well, well, I recently got a Tony Hawk's Underground. Or, I'm sorry, not Tony Hawk's Underground. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Tony's Hawk. <laughs> Tony's <laughs> Scott. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Volume 17. <laughs> one, is that what it was? 1 and 2. They remastered it. Oh, so, nice. And yeah, I, I don't okay. know if you remember the, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater games from like the early 2000s. Kind of. It, well, but I know that they were out, but yeah, I don't think yeah. I ever played. Uh-uh. Well, they they just redid them. They mm. just redid them. So I I was kind of I haven't really been playing games a lot. So did did you play that when you were younger? Because I don't remember you I, playing that. Well, I didn't really get a chance to just because we <laughs> never bought those. But when I would go to friends' houses, we would play Underground a lot. Underground uh-huh. isn't the same as Pro Skater. It just think of Underground as like. Like you know the street games, uh, mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm, sports, mm-hmm. it's the same exact thing. Like uh, in the in the pro skater, they'll have the actual professional skaters, and then mm-hmm. in the underground, they'll have professional skaters and two professional skaters on there as well. But then they'll have guys like Wee Man and Bam. So like, you'll I get, see. You'll, and you can like tag, and you can like freaking do spins on fire hydrants. They're both pretty cool. It's just it's something definitely to like. Like if you just want something just to quickly <laughs> boost your dopamine real quick, let you accomplish something. I was really going really hard with the manuals. I, was, I, was, I felt really proud of myself. I was Maybe like, that'll really teach you how to drive a stick shift once and for all. <laughs> but by really by playing a skateboard game. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Hey, you never know. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, let's see. Well, I I guess I've been stumbling across a lot of some good documentaries. Um, I watched the nine eleven documentary. No, actually, I think I have it recorded. Um, thank you for reminding me. Um, I have that on TV, but I stumbled upon the uh, This Is Paris documentary. I don't mm. know if you saw that. Michael Jackson's daughter? <laughs> no, Ms. Hilton. Oh. Um, and you know what? I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I mean, come on. It's Paris. So how, in. how like recent was it made? 
Um, I think this just came out this past week. So, wow. if, yeah. Literally just. Wow. Yeah. And I just, it said recommended for you. On Netflix? Uh-huh. No, no, no. On YouTube, actually. It's free on YouTube. It's like a little over an hour and a half, I think. Um, but it's put together really well. And um, pretty much you get a, you know. Into yes, but this. into Paris. Right. One night in Paris. Do they give a little, do they mention Yes. That? Yeah. And you know what? It's actually pretty messed up. Why? Is it because it it's like pretty much what? revenge porn, the and guy, I think so she guy. was only nineteen at the time. Mm, but wow. it's crazy, and then you see like flashbacks of like Letterman and who else? I don't know. We'll say Conan, like making fun of her, like uh, making fun of it. Yeah, and but that's that's a punchline right there. That's, right, that's, that's I, a definition of punch. Yes, it is. Uh, down. But but when you think back, it's easy like target. easy target. But it's like dang, that's actually pretty messed up because she was a young it wasn't girl, even like a grown woman yet. Right. Um, but anyways, but it was really interesting. And, uh, yeah, you see, like, how she she really is and why she uses, like, her baby voices and um, what Her else? baby voices? So she, she has well, her baby. She, uh, so, apparent. I think this, this whole documentary was for her to finally, like, reveal or just open up about trauma that she she had and and she does go into great detail about um her nightmares that she has like ptsd and i guess she was kidnapped at some um i guess you could say like a it was a like a boarding school or some sort of like a therapeutic behavioral i I don't know much of her uh background Uh other than her father what grand great grandfather was the hilton trump's best friend no, not Trump's best friend. No, nothing like that. <laughs> I feel like they run in this. They had to. Well, the, she modeled for oh, his there agency. You go. And probably Epstein. Epstein he, I, I think was say Hugh Hefner probably is involved in that somehow. Oh yeah. But my question was going to be: I don't for know sure. much about. I didn't her know background. any of this. Well, I before, prior to the simple mm-hmm. life and prior to when Nicole Richie, like what she got involved in, what like about her? She was upbringing just was like. Is there anything that rich? Like, oh, okay. Rich attractive so was there blonde. any you mentioned her baby voice so did, there was there any traumatic experiences that like because you know like when you something happens when you're little mm-hmm. younger, men, mentally you kind of stay, stay at, at that, that yeah, right that right frame. um well i think the baby voice that's uh like a character so she did say that you know when she was on the simple life that's what they wanted like that was literally a character she was playing that's dumb blonde and so mm. and if you watch and the simple life Nicole she also did smart brunette no she was like the troublemaker no like the troublemaker mischievous one who who was the bigger troublemaker out of the two though uh i guess you would say nicole because she was more just like mischievous like oh let's get into they were both troublemakers but i would say she who was do you the think partied harder and did more drugs well nicole was in, to, in jail, I think, for heroin or rehab. Really? She Did had Lionel just Richie gotten out drugs? a couple of weeks before. I mean, why not? <laughs> I, I would think so, right? I'm trying to figure out what. I would think he wow. had to have experimented. Possibly. Him and Michael Jackson. There's a chance that anyone <laughs> at some point, I guess, during that era could could experiment. Yeah, I get yeah, I'm yeah. just, wow, that's. So, so anyway. Hold so, on, I want to okay, know more uh-huh. about her substance abuse. Nicole Richie. Oh, uh-huh. Um, at the time, I guess for both of them, too, because they both had their substance abuse issues, right? Um, Well, I think with... When you say substance abuse, that's Maybe like when you actually have like a full-blown like addiction. Like you they, need help. They didn't? I, 
I think just one of them did, which okay. was Nicole. So yeah. At the time, Nicole Richie's her substance abuse heroin. Heroin. Uh huh. Was it like publicized? Like, oh my god, Nicole Richie's a drug addict, or was it just like, okay, she does this, and it's just like it's. It you know what? what? I don't really remember because that I think was like in two thousand one, two. Wow. So how old was she? Mm, probably early twenties, late teens. Yeah. And so anyway, so I just know she was had just gone out of prison before they started filming the or sorry, jail before they started LA doing County. the surreal life jail. And you know what? You know, Calabasas I don't even prison. know. Calabasas prison. Calabasas I don't State even... prison. <laughs> Beverly Hills Penitentiary. I don't know if she actually went to prison prison, but I keep I'm meaning to say rehab. Mm. But anyways, I just thought that yeah. her um her trauma that happened was at a school where she, I think her parents took her to, we'll say like some therapeutic place for teenagers mm. in the middle of the night or early morning. These people literally Paris. like, yeah, kidnapped her and took her to another school. Wow. And I think it was, was it Utah? And let me um, ask you this as you're and then they that- put her in solitary confinement and they watched like as she showered naked and it wasn't oh. just her it wasn't just her it was and she's like 13 years old she's like 16 17 Still, and that's... got out when she was 18 but yeah it wasn't just her it was other people as well and i actually looked it up and some of these allegations with other people go back to the 80s so it's wow. like this is obviously substantiated and it's not something that she her, just made up the you entire, know no no i wasn't going to say that the entire time her parents didn't have the power to go get her. They didn't or they thought she was. At, I think they cut her off from her parents and it wasn't. Until and her she parents was, are OK with that. Mm, well, she like kind of talks to her mom about it, like tries to open up and her mom's very like, like dismissive. But I think it was her excuse was, well, like she may have been uncomfortable, but like it, is it, it, it is. worked or like it. We, tr- you Let know, see this. Would it be too far fetched to think that her parents set that up? Because they know that dang, we have a daughter that maybe not wild and out of control, but she well, she okay, they, wasn't she wild was and out of wild control. and out and so out of control. Wild and out, yeah. wild and out of control. How are we going to beyond scared straight her? How are we? Gonna, how are we going to set her straight? Oh, uh-huh. let's, we can stage a, a kidnapping. Which hey, mm. we'll know. She, we'll know she's taken care of and she's mm-hmm. fine the entire time. But we'll make it look like her life is in distress. So. She'll went after the case. She'll be more appreciative of the little things. Oh my god, my life was almost taken away from me. Now I'm going to appreciate what my parents. Well, she said it was the opposite that she totally oh, wow. mistrusted her parents. And so then there you go. It could have been that's karma for her parents doing that. Maybe if if that were to be the case, that could be karma because it could have been bad intentions. I think maybe if the parents did it with good intentions, but I, I think the parents had to have known that's because what I'm, I'm pretty sure they did their research and They're, and not even like that. Like think about if that happened to. Any average working class parent, if their kid goes missing, they boom. As soon as they go missing, they're probably going to look for them, right? Now, multiply that times a family with millions and millions and millions of dollars. Don't you think they have the resources to pretty much find them almost, like, immediately? Well, and, and when she got kidnapped, her parents were, like, right there, and they let it happen. Oh, okay, yeah. so that should probably... Yeah, they yeah. they were like, well, it's for think, her uh, her her own good. Yeah, that, does, that sounds like a, definitely a conspiracy theory right there yeah but it, it's about. really good i highly recommend it it's on youtube and yeah, one night in paris everyone go check that out <laughs> and anyways and What's the name I, of it? One night I know in paris. i know what was the guy's name rick solomon rick oh my god uh, solomon ew, rick 
Um, and Rick I like Solomon. how I like how the way that they described him as what was it? We'll say like Paris's boyfriend and uh, poker play, professional poker player. <laughs> he wears he, he's wearing the glasses. But um, another one that I stumbled across, and this one's fairly new. It came out two weeks ago. I was trying to look for the guy's name to give him a shout out. The creator, the YouTube creator, but I can't remember. I think it's like Jake something. Anyways, um, he has a whole bunch of documentaries that he makes. And the latest one was Mac Miller. Mm. And um, it's really good. It's probably like the only real like in-depth um documentary about him Did and it was that? it was the way he made it was really really nice it oh, was really awesome a while back they were going to come out with the movie but the really parent, the parents... who okay who do you think would play him <laughs> well i don't know i don't know if it would have been like a legit like movie based like that a movie like like notorious so i think it was just awful. going to be like a documentary st- st- uh, style film i don't think they're going to ha- cast like zach efron to play Z- Mac- <laughs> Mac and then they would just like paint his beard orange <laughs> or red they and, uh, like have to chip his teeth a little oh, bit and, and give him addicted to cigarettes uh and we're always wearing a pirate's hat uh no oh they were it was supposed God. to be like a like a, a memoir about his life i think uh-huh. but i guess the parents it had never got approved by the parents like the people that were yeah they probably it. don't want any trash coming out it probably yeah, honestly yeah, well, would probably be super corny like i wouldn't well, want to watch it it's not it's it's not a it's not it's not a movie like that. It's like a oh, docu- it's a like a right. memoir about his There's life. There's no characters. Yeah, it's just oh, okay. about him, but I don't think they ever got permission from the parents. I think they were just going to do it and it was like they were expecting the parents to be okay with uh-huh. it. But since they never signed off, obviously the parents aren't going to be just like yeah, we're going to let you put out whatever about yeah. it. Yeah. Back to the documentary. The, is it is it like less than an hour? Um, you know, yes it is. is he like, has several. It's in black and white, the icon. Yeah, okay, watch it. I'm is telling it you, it's how really Mac good. Miller, uh, the it's just how he evolved. Yes. Yeah, okay. I've been needing to watch that. Okay, watch there's that. not only that one, there's Kid Cuddy. I haven't watched that one yet. Um the Frank Ocean one, I'm like halfway done with that. Tyler the Creator one is really good. Mm-hmm. I just finished that one. Um Ah, oh, there, there's Billie Eilish. I didn't watch that one. There's like several, and yeah, this guy he does like a pretty good job. Um, but anyways, and what I found a little like, hmm, I didn't know if I liked it about, about him is who? that the the creator he oh. said he just um quit his I guess like corporate job or whatever, and so now he wants us users or fans to, to give him donate. Yeah. Even and, though he probably has like maybe a hundred thousand dollars worth of money because <laughs> yeah. corporate job. So I was like, "How do I feel about?" Hey, it? But that's then the I, hustle. That's, I that's know, the hustle. but then I was like, "Right, you can't say that because we're in the same yeah. position." Yeah. It's just with a lot less income, though. I've often, you know, know, I've often thought about setting up a patron, like I've said. Yeah, that's what he has. That. Yeah, but I just when when Super said that he doesn't. Well, I guess he did get some donations now. But at the time when he said he didn't get donations, I was like, shit, if he's not getting donations, like, why should we feel But he's also been doing it for, like, ten years. We just started well, that, nine months that should, ago. That's, that's even more, like, I feel like... Uh, oh, and the Kendrick Lamar one. That one was really good, too. Out of those artists, which one do you say have... Which one do you think is going to have, like, the most longevity? You said Kid Cudi, Mac Miller... Well, Mac, rest in peace, Mac Miller's already, but... Tyler. Kid Cudi, Tyler... Who else? Uh, you just mentioned the last one, Kendrick, and then um, who's gonna have? The I guess most? you could put Mac in there too, if since when he was alive. But out of I guess out of those four, and you know, I want I want to throw Chance Rapper in here because in a moment we're gonna transition to Kanye, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna throw Chance Rapper in there. But I'm, I'll throw Chance Rapper in there too. So Chance the Rapper, Tyler, Kid Cudi, Mac Miller, 
and Kendrick. Uh-huh. Out of those five, who do you think has the most longevity out of those five? And I feel like we should exclude Kendrick because he's in his own lane, but I guess we'll put those five. In As there. an artist, obviously. The most right? longevity. Yeah. Who's going to be who's going to be relevant? And maybe not even relevant because they can be relevant outside of music. I just yeah. whose whose music is still going to be relevant to the point like where we still where we still hear like juicy, and we'll be like oh, okay that's a classic. We'll, we'll, that's always bring this back or right. like uh, something by Michael Jackson. Okay, Billy Jean like that that song is never going to get old. That right. song is always going to be relevant. So who's do you see an artist out of those out of, out of that group? With that's that type really of, with that difficult. Type of you yeah. really put me on the spot here. It, well, I guess let me. I'll, I'll try to think. If I had to pick one out of those five, I can see it being Tyler Kerr just because he's so diverse. But his music and he's super accomplished yes, in other at realms. Yes, at a very as young well. age. Yeah. But the difference between Tyler Kerr and the rest of them, his music isn't as palatable. I would say for the masses, Mm-mm. his music is very much niche and it's very much like yes. if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Compared yes, to yes. Kendrick. For the most part, everyone likes Kendrick music because it's good. It's very good. It's bar- I like Kendrick more entirely. But, but obviously, is that palatable for everyone? Because remember when Macklemore won Best Rap that, Album? You could say it was politics. You can I mean, you could say that was politics, and you can make the argument of what do the Grammys know? Like real in in yeah, that was clearly <laughs> off of popularity and record yes, sales yes, and yes, yes. MTV at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Cudi. I mean, he. I feel like he brings a lot of uh, mixed emotions out of fans. I feel like you either li- really like him or you really like, not dislike him, but you're kind of just indifferent like, eh, about. Him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I feel like everyone had a Kid Cudi phase. On for me, it was like eighth grade, but everyone had a. Yeah, you know what? That's Cudi so phase. true. And that was probably what 2010, 10, 11, Man on the Moon era, 12, Pursuit of Happiness mm-hmm. era. Same, uh, same. Who else? Mac oh. Miller. I think if Mac Miller was still alive, he would. I don't know if he. I'm, and I'm not going to say out of talent or i'm not going to say out of i guess palatability if that's even a word i just don't know if mac miller would even like his mind would even really be like on that 30 or 40 or 50 years from now i feel like he'd be so like where he'd be like just so done with it all in terms like he's past the music bullshit and he's past like the even trying to keep up with whether he's the greatest or not i feel like that's like i i feel like that really isn't his like lane What's that makes lane? sense. Just making good music and just being okay with, just being okay with the respect he gets. I think he's very much aware. I that, think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think yeah. he's very much or was aware that. Sure, I'm sure his fans could view him as the greatest rapper of all mm-hmm. time, but I think he's very much aware that it's going to be hard for him to be considered as the greatest rapper of all time. So I think he's, I think he would have just eventually gotten comfortable with the fact that you know what even if i'm not going to be the greatest rapper all the time my music is still going to be respected by pretty much all my mm-hmm, peers which mm-hmm. is to me that's good enough mm-hmm, that that's more than mm-hmm. good enough. Who, he said he's else? the hardest working man in show business, in show business. uh who is that um, that's, that's for okay well you know oh, what chance oh chance so the reason mm-hmm. why the reason why i'm gonna say chance rappers because when we get in these kanye tweets kanye put out a video and at the end chance rapper's name was an, amongst like prince and chance the rapper's name was amongst like uh, a bunch just think of any any just throw a name out there and you're gonna it, uh, that was on the mick jagger uh mm. i can't really uh share like i okay names okay, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. chance rapper was amongst them and i got i was like is does he really like does he really get that accreditation this this soon i mean realistically he's what 2013 
Acid um, Rap is really what blew him up. Seven years in, and he's already considered one of the greatest artists in the history of music. And that's... Wow. And, and that's that's from Kanye's perspective. I'm not saying that's... Well, and you know what? They're like they're buddies. brothers, they're buddies, right? Yeah, Pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. But, you know, I don't know enough about um, A lot Chance of people, the Rap. I know Acid Rain. I know the album. But well, that's Acid Rap. The song Acid Rain. <laughs> Yeah, the song. Okay. I, there's a song. Acid, but there's a song. I know acid the rain, album. Song I know acid, acid rap. Okay, and I know yes, the song. <laughs> Just from a listener's perspective, uh, no, coloring, no coloring book. That I think that was somewhat. I think that was well received. But the re- most recent album that he dropped, uh, the one where it's the CD album cover. Okay, that people were sick and tired of hearing him rap about his wife and rap about how uh, happy he was. There was a lot of people being like, okay, damn. We get it. Um, okay. I don't know how well received that was. You know what? Um, longevity out of the no, I don't think Chance the Rapper. You know, uh, I feel like he's already had his moment. That's and um, Chance, if you're listening, we're sorry. I'm gonna say out of those. Okay, see Kendrick Lamar, he's timeless too. I mean, look at Good Kid, Mad City. The whole yeah. album in itself it's, is something that's make, timeless. Can, one and can a make classic. an argument. Section 80 is uh, timeless as well. Yeah, and, and you know even, that is something. Uh, to butterfly. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like a very introspective concept uh-huh. album where you're really only only even gonna understand it if you like if you even attempt to think on that deep of a level. I'm if gonna just, say that's like a very poignant um, album. I don't like know what that word means. What does that word like mean? Like it's very like. I'm gonna say like sharp. Like it's very like. It's do you want to say? <laughs> don't, do you want to say like refine? Like it's a. Uh, you know, though I like that word refined. Yeah, that, it's def- it's that was definitely something that was very yes. well. Yes, yes, um, yes. But I'm going to say it's between Kendrick and Mac because Mac Miller has a great you catalog. You throw Tyler in there? Oh, shit. That, and then Tyler, 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 the creator. I mean, he's so creative and literally has so, so many. Creator. Yeah, <laughs> he's so creative. You're so, so creative. Things that he does. I don't know. They're all. They're all amazing. You know, Let, I'll give Tyler the credit for this. Let's pick Kanye West. Let's pick okay. Kanye. Well, okay. I'm glad I'm glad you transitioned yeah. to Kanye. So, okay. Kanye, we talked about him what, last episode. He been, he went on a bit of a tweet tirade. This That's one, he right. went on a, a tweet bit tangent. of a, even more of a tweet tirade. So, I, I'm just gonna give a shout out to Hit Boy. Hit Boy's a producer. producer That's what I thought. Uh, Drake, Kendrick, Kanye, Beyonce, Jay Z. He he's a gra- Grammy Award winning, very accredited, critically acclaimed producer. He he, okay. he came out and said this, posted this on Instagram. I haven't been a fan of Kanye on a personal human level since he told me face to face he stopped picking my beats because I work with Beyonce. This is after I produced Niggas in Paris, Click, a myriad of other songs, projects for him and his label Good Music in the two years I was signed with them. This tweet is something I can agree on though. He's mentioning uh let me see. Uh, see, I should have maybe read. Did you see that he he what he pissed on a Grammy? Yeah, and that you know what? Did he do before that? Before we get to on, the rest of the hit like boy, he, he recorded he himself. Put, he posted it on Twitter, and I, you know what? That was one of the first things I saw when I woke up this morning. I was very conflicted on that because as a person who would really like, I, I, I'm attempting to work towards winning a Grammy one day. That kind of like that that. I'm very conflicted on how to feel about that. One of my favorite artists is pissing on an award that I would want to strive to achieve. Right. So it's kind of like, it's like a mind fuck. It's like, okay, like. It's really like childish too. It's really well, immature. 
I'm it's just gonna... dumb and it's definitely attention seeking. You have to put, keep it in the context. So I don't think he's doing that for attention. I think within the context of you him, don't think that that is attention. We talked. We talked about it last episode. You, does, he what? didn't say he. We didn't talk no, about no, no, him. No, 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 not the Grammy. I'm talking about just Kanye in general. Do you really think he's doing that for attention, or do you think that he's doing that in his own, uh, his own Kanye West wild mind? He's doing that to prove a point. I don't think he's doing that for attention. I think he's doing it. Doing that to get hit. Sorry, I had birth. Doing that. You're to, crying uh, for him. Um, no, I'm to gonna get say, his point across. Well, yeah, and sometimes in getting your point across, what's the best way? You do something for attention. So, this definitely, to me, seems okay. Yeah, he he's trying to get his point across, but by the most attention-seeking way. Okay. So Hello. This, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna read the tweets from literally the, today. I'll let you guys know how this goes. I I was told to speak with. Lucien Grange, I said I don't speak with non-billionaire employees. I need <laughs> Arnaud de Puyfontaine to fly to meet me immediately. Come and get me with the skiing emojis. Y'all not going to play with me or none of my people ever again. In Jesus' name, I want all the smoke, please. Multiple prayer emojis. I, I'll talk to Irving Azoff, though, dot, dot, dot. That's my family. But he don't work at of for universal so y'all gotta talk to nat yay oh get it because nat king nat king cole okay. or nat, i'm sorry i'm sorry nat turner i'm sorry nat oh yeah that's right that's right uh, from last time mm-hmm. uh, yeezy christian academy so looks like a concept for a yeezy christian school has five founding pillars faith music communication and collaboration creativity it's a great it's a good start video of what looks like a mini garden dream baby dream in the streaming world, master ownership is everything that is bulk of the income. In COVID, artists need our masters. It's more important than ever before. I got J. Cole number waiting for Kendrick and Drake. Che Pope got Day Freeze number. We'll have Kendrick number numbed shortly. I'll keep you guys updated, winky face. Remember, they cut our tongues when we were on the boat. But now, slavery is a choice. That's how he uh, said it. I need an army of angels to cover me while I pull this sword out of the stone. I need everyone's prayers. I promise we will be free and own and own our masters, but we must be faithful to God this time. No more killing each other. No more threatening to take each other's girls and wives. Let's show the world how great we truly are. Uh, bird emoji. We are God chosen people. Don't need our non meeting anymore. I will be meeting with Vincent Belor, the artist. Sorry, the artist deserve. To own our masters, artists are starving without tours. I'm going to go get our masters for all artists. Pray for me. I don't want to see no woke tweets or hear no woke raps. It's a, it's showtime. It's a whole different energy right now. Let's get it, big bro. You, in parentheses, Prince, and Michael pass so we can live. Hi, Rob, with the image of Rob Stringer, CEO of Sony uh, Entertainment. Della Soul can't even get Okay. Della I, Soul can't even get the music on iTunes. Ben Hartz is an ally. He embraced me in Silicon Valley. No one else did. Uh, oh my god. Okay, we get it. If last any- one. Thank you, God. Bless you. Good night. Uh so that's just uh So it just sounds like he's having just a uh maybe an episode and he, this is you where, know. this is why I'm not gonna say he's not, because he's trying to he's he's trying to stand up for artists and creatives but he's doing it in the most probably rational way possible i'm gonna give you i'm gonna go back to this is hit boy speaking now he's speaking about this on instagram he's gonna speak about this a lot more uh what calmly than kanye will so just hear me out it's pretty pretty it's pretty long 
I haven't been a fan of Kanye on a personal human level since he told me face to face he stopped picking my beats because I work with Beyonce. This is after I produced Niggas in Paris, Click, and a myriad of other songs, projects for him and his label Good Music in the two years I was signed with them. This tweet is something I can agree with, though. Him mentioning the tweets that we just read from mm-hmm. Kanye. UMPG has held me in what the last three lawyers I've hired have referred to as the worst publishing contract they've ever seen since I was 19 years old. I'm 33 now, have multiple Grammys, produced a lot of your favorite artists' biggest songs on top of turning in over 450 plus records since I first signed and UMPG still doesn't have it in them. To simply be fair, if they're doing this to me with all I've accomplished through hard work, I can only imagine the kids who don't have big placements slash proper guidance. If I have to be the one to get blackballed for telling the truth and start and trying to set the next generation free, so be it. Uh, By the way, I produced 10 joints on the current number one in the country in Detroit, too. So he's calling out Universal Music Publishing Group. Kanye is he's going on this rampage on this tirade to get rid of conglomerates like this not necessarily to stat not necessarily disestablish uh giant corporations but he wants to make things free i'm gonna give you a statistic and this is in 2017 so where is it oh the music musicians only received 12 percent of the music industry's 43 billion in 2017 wow so musicians only received imagine every musician in the world getting 12 percent of 43 billion right i mean that's still a lot of money but how do you look that up? We'll just do the math. Do you know how to do that right now I in your head? I don't know how to do the math in my head. I remember I was in applied geometry. Well, okay. But I just, look, on the surface, it seems to look like Kanye's going crazy, right? And for anyone who really doesn't give a fuck about music contracts or really the music intricacies Industry. in general, mm-hmm. then it's just, okay, Kanye's going crazy. That's That's fine. However, for people who maybe not necessarily care about the music industry per se, but just about fair business Mm -hmm. and making sure people's uh, contracts and making sure people's livelihoods are in order and make sure they're not getting screwed over. And aside from music, this can happen to anyone in anyone else's job, right? Mm -hmm. If you just sign something without, or maybe not even sign something without looking at, but just sign something at such a young age, you're eager to get what's on the contract, right? Not, realizing what's actually in the right in the deal itself uh-huh. so this is why kanye is speaking out about it just to, to kind of i at least i would look at it to set the precedent of like you know what we don't have to be bogged down by these big conglomerates yes they're going to be here but if we all manage to own our own shit we, we don't have to be at the mercy right. of these conglomerates right right do you agree with that or do you think he just um i mean i do agree with it just the way that he goes about it well, it makes people because Excuse me. It's just it's it's a lot, especially with him pissing on the Grammy. That doesn't help. Um, but I do get what he's saying and I agree with it. Um, but I want to know, though, if he defended Beyonce, why doesn't he want to use the same producer that she used? That's a good question. Maybe because there's some conflict of interest, I would assume, because maybe. But what? Maybe though? Beyonce's label isn't on good terms with Kanye's label, because remember, Kanye's label is good music, which is a part of Universal. I don't know if uh, Beyonce is a part of Universal, but maybe there's some sort of conflict of interest. I don't. I, that part he didn't go into explanation about. He just kind of said it, and obviously it was enough for them to not really fuck with each other anymore. He said he hasn't been a fan of them since that, and that was I would have to assume years ago. Right. So 
Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I do like though how Rick Fox. Um, Rick Fox put his little. Wow. His little um two cents into it. My friend at Kanye West wants you all to know that he was kicked off of Twitter for twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Rick Fox. You shout out to Rick Fox for and somehow Kanye and Rick Fox even hanging out together. That I know that means they're together at that time of that. Tweet. And I like too how uh, he put on blast the uh, Forbes editor. If any of my fans want to call a white supremacist, this is the editor of Forbes. And he put his, oh, yeah, the yeah. screenshot of his, uh, I think, I don't know if TMZ blurred out the number or if Kanye did, but it's here on Twitter. <laughs> Do you want to uh, get into the whole Netflix scandal? Oh, with the uh, that, cuties? Yes, because that's going to lead into some Rose McGowan talk I want to get into. Mm, okay, sure. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer for I'm it? Trying to, I've been trying to avoid it. So I've been seeing all the, what, the the controversy, yes, the, the controversy backlash, mm-hmm. and I, from what I've read, it seems like something I really don't want to. So watch. can I can I just explain it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. from what I read, and I did watch the trailer last week because I wanted to bring it up, but I was like, eh. But you brought it up, so that's totally okay. But um, well, I it, wanted to get into the Rose McGowan. Okay, well, just really quickly, the, the plot. Well, I brought it up. The plot is um, okay. So the the black girl on here, who's the main character, I think she comes from. Uh, she comes from some background, and like uh, most of us, <laughs> she comes from some she background, but she some uh, religion, we'll say, mm. and they're really, um, you know. Very modest, more reserved. Okay, so then she somehow stumbles across this, like, twerking team, except they're little girls. They're and what... that's what the movie's based off of? Yeah. So oh. it... I, Netflix allowed that? Well, and I'm... I think this is a French movie, so they're a little more lenient when it comes to With, stuff like that but, but i will netflix though it's not the, the the french people can make this movie right but netflix but doesn't have to be like they're carrying it yeah yeah well my thing is is okay when i i did watch the trailer and i get the direction that the director was trying Which to go was... in it, it seems like it's like i said the this, this little girl little Whatever, 11, 10, however the, however the hell old they are. She seems like she just wants to be like accepted and this by is a group. And group this that accepts her? Yes. And what, what do they have in common? That they both like to dance. But, but it just happens to be a, a I, team I say, that twerks. I think that is the issue that people are having <laughs> yeah, is, the, yeah. is the content. Maybe not yes. the concept right of the not movie. the it's, synopsis yeah, it's like yeah, they think yeah people are just upset about what's actually taking place inside the movie right and which is that because i still haven't seen it well and yeah and, and i don't really want to see yeah. it either but um you know they are supposed to be fairly young younger than 12 i know that for sure and um even in some of the the stills like some of their outfits you know they're a little much, but it, it's like at the same time, and I'm not defending. I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. Uh, so I'm not. Even, I'm this. not even going to what, to give my opinion. What incentive like do you this. think Netflix even has to pick this up or even air it on their platform? That's a good. That's a good question. Because Seeing as what, re, who's really like outside of i guess predators and maybe moms 
Like, what market does this really even appeal to? Mm-hmm. Twerking kids. And like. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same exact thing. Who would want to watch this? Yep. Unless, yeah, you are some sort of predator or maybe a mom. A dance mom, which a, that that's the, that's probably who it's, quote unquote, marketing to. Oh, uh for the cheer kids or for the moms who go to competitions one night. I'm sure that's who it's marketed to, but however, there's only so many of them. Yeah, and I, I'm reading right here that um, in just part of the plot that I guess the main character, she sends a photo of her vulva on social media. And so it's like, why is that even it necessary? Like what? Point, yeah. what substance does that bring to the plot? I get. I I don't understand that. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I still don't under still don't understand and, it. And I see too. Yeah, it deals with self image and social media, but but that's like it's a very very specific part of the body that yeah. you can put. They could just show it her teeth or something like that, or like maybe she has a unibrow or something. That well, it it got a really good review. But it says, yeah, it's way too sexualized and so. I don't know. I'm glad we brought brought this up. So this is gonna this subreddit Hollywood Holly Weird exists has been has been I guess bl- um, putting my mind in a blender for about the past 24 <laughs> hours. So I really don't know what to believe. So this was about 11 days ago. This is a post from Rose McGowan. So if anyone she posted it, yeah, on, on Instagram, Reddit, on Instagram. Oh, oh, oh. She posted this on Instagram. It's a long post. And if okay. anyone doesn't remember Rose McGowan, she showed up to what the VMAs in pretty much nothing with Marilyn Ma- Marilyn. Manson. Okay, yeah, but she's them. more famous than that. But well, I'm just giving some context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie was she in? <laughs> she was in uh, Jawbreaker. That's mm. a cult classic. Yeah. Didn't necessarily my, do well. At first, the- my teeth just thinking about it. <laughs> My jaw just broke. Um, she was also what was it in Scream Two, where of course yeah. she goes uh, to the garage. Was she the one that gets murdered? I think so. Yeah, Rest they shut the door. He shuts the door. That wasn't her. Yeah, she, what? Because that girl no, yeah, was. I think she. You're thinking of scary you know, movies. That's that. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking. I know of that. you're. Talking I thought they about, used the same I type know of girl. You're talking oh, about sorry. no. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Then she's also what is it? Grindhouse, where she has the the. The, no, she has the the chopped off leg, but it oh, has the gun oh. coming out of it. That's actually a good movie. Is, did Danny Drejo pop up in that? I feel like he somehow makes an appearance in that. I movie. I think so. Is that Machete with Machete? The Lindsay Lohan? And, uh, he he's she's in Machete. <laughs> I think so. Oh my god! <laughs> and I think okay, I want to okay, bring okay. Up, I want to bring up Johnny Depp too, okay. if we have the time. But so this is Rose McGowan. Uh, I want to say within the last two weeks, three weeks. I'm so happy right now, surrounded by those I love. Are you listening? Uh Uh-huh. And those who see truth when it is there, not when it's convenient. My movement was never hashtag me too. Like I've always said, I am a hashtag me too. I am not hashtag me too. My real name is Rosa Ariana McGowan. I'm here to subvert the dominant paradigm. I am here to force a hard cultural reset. I came to finish my father, Daniel McGowan's work, my mother, Saffron's work. There are two agencies that rule your mind. They both being with C, being a radicaj. That's what she spelled it, radicaj, utopian. I think she meant radical. I consider myself a social anarchist. It has been my life's unwavering mission to get those in the greater cult of bordered nations of bordered minds. 
I affect the system because I can, because I was born into a world not like yours, not like almost anyone on earth. Understand this. I am not like most of you. I was raised not to think, act, or be like you. Your collective values, by and large, are not mine. Your system is not mine. By the way, I got out of the seas. What I got out of the seas was going public in 2014. At first, with my work done, best laid plans. I had to break my way out of two iconic evils: Hollywood, DC. I know them both all too well. They are united against all of us. It's not you. It's them. Trust me. I want nothing from anyone. I only wish to educate and make those unaware aware. I have lived in both evils, worked with both evils. I know cults well. What has the system you are in done for you mentally? How do you feel going well? No. I offer an alternative way of thinking and seeing traditional thought. I've lived I've lived behind the scenes in a life that would be un- unimaginable to most, but necessary and vital for me and life-saving for many. I thank you all for going through another bloody round of this exodus. Wow, I like what she said. I, I especially, felt like I was doing a table reading of The Matrix. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's what it feels like too. Um, I really like how she said about, you know, because yeah, she does know what it's like to about cults. She was raised in a cult. Mm. And she was actually born in Italy. Wow. Yeah. And um, she has like a fairly like very fascinating, I guess, um, upbringing and career. Anyways. Um, in terms of what she's saying, do you think there is truth to the fact of, I guess, it's yes. Hollywood and politics yeah. against uh-huh. the, us, like, the masses? Much, yes. Yeah. And she's right. She does know what it's like to, you know, live in those worlds. Um Especially recently with, you know, all the stuff that she's come out with. And um, so what's what's going to I'm telling you, read the book Catch and Kill. That's what by Ronan Farrow. Mm. She he he goes over, you know, what pretty much gave her the courage to come out and to speak up. And she's been trying to speak about her experiences since the 90s. She's been trying forever to, you know, put her story out there and for others to be aware and to be educated. So why aren't, why don't people take her serious? Then? Because of what she just said, the two things that are against oh, us. So that was, that was my politics you said and, and was Hollywood. Me, and those was, are two very powerful, rich, you know, you, industries. What do you think it's going to take for, the, for I guess, the, the curtain to be lifted from, I guess, whatever corruption is going on within those two communities? I get politics and because uh, if it's not because obviously her saying that's not enough because no. people can read that and either okay i agree with you or they can be like you're, crazy. you're a lying bitch but right. regardless of how they feel they they can't do anything themselves other than just not indulge in that uh, i guess entertainment or politics but and those are the two biggest things say, that are if in you don't our indulge world in it, you're still going to be surrounded by right. i'd say okay you don't watch tv politics you cannot you can literally not own a TV. However, politics, government, it's hand in hand. You're still going to have to be. Right. It's still there. You're still going to. Yeah, you're still um, under law. You know what? I don't know. I guess there would have to be some sort of a revolution. And doesn't that usually start with like a boycott or a protest, which mm. is what's currently going on right now? Um, oh, so, you know. Uh-huh. No, but I, I think that's just what um, it has to start with. But it'll be like a long road ahead, like years, decades before anything really would change. So, speaking of boycotts and protests, do you know who O.C. Munir is? 
No. He's a football player for the uh, New York Giants. He okay. He won Super Bowl in 2010, I believe. Okay. He had came out and said that he wouldn't protest or wouldn't even kneel. And he is a black man, and he's actually from Nigeria. Oh, oh, well, okay, that now, that that makes his, sense. He gives his explanation, which okay. I, when I but when I first heard, I thought it was very interesting. Just you never, it, you really don't get that perspective, like that, I guess, bluntly. Okay, let's hear but, it. Yeah, yeah, let's hear. It. And this, there's a uh, so give some context. This is on NFL Network. He's talking to some other guy named Mark. He doesn't give a last name. He just says Mark. His name is Mark. <laughs> he has okay. green glasses, like in a flat top. <laughs> and the guy who's interviewing him is like a, I don't know, what's the dude that was making those jokes? The London guy, British guy. He looks like he's. Oh, he Ricky Gervais. Yeah, he's a Ricky Gervais type. Okay. If we do, things would actually get solved, and that's why some people don't want those conversations had. I watched Anthony Lynn on Hard Knocks, the the black head coach of the LA Chargers, talking talking to his players about. Um, using that platform, saying what they believe in, doing what they believe is right, but also wanting to protect them as well. Yep. So if you were playing for Anthony Lynn and he said, what do you want to do, O.C.? Mm-hmm. As an individual, and what should we do as a group? What would you say? As an individual, this is O.C. Manure. And i got to be completely honest with you, both of you guys here, I would not take a knee. Okay. I would not even protest. And I say that knowing full well that I'm going to be cancelled, but that's okay. This is our locker room, so i got to be completely honest with you guys. Now, as I'm sitting over here speaking, you have to understand that I empathize and I, I completely agree with the movement and what they're doing. But although I speak like an American, I am not from America. See, I was born here and I lived my, my, my teenage years in Nigeria. And the crazy thing about where I come from, Mark, we see all the protests. We see everything happening in black America over here. We see all of that and we come towards that. You understand what yeah. I'm trying to tell you? yeah. Digest that for a second. We see all those issues going on, and we come towards that. And I feel like this is the true plight of black people, is that we still see this, and we still understand that the United States of America, the United Kingdom, they still give us the best opportunities to succeed. And this is a problem. Every single thing the United States of America promised me, Mark and Jason, everything they promised me, they delivered. They say, hey, come here, work hard, do this, do that. You can make something of yourself. They delivered that with interest. And so me coming from where I come from, seeing the issues, understanding, empathizing, sympathizing, I see all of that. But it would make me a hypocrite if I came over here and started a protest. And that is the one thing that I can never stand and I can never be. And so I understand, I empathize, I sympathize, but I cannot join into that. So, so I mean, that- Wow. Okay, so I'm I'm glad that he was being honest. Yeah, and he gave a real and the mediator, the moderator, he was about to say, you gave a real introspective. Mm-hmm. Like a, no one really gets an answer from that perspective because how mm-hmm. many people that are going through those injustices happen to be from another country? Right, happen exactly. to be from Africa. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of them that are, but most of them these are African Americans. Correct. Not, not they're Americans. Yes, yeah. not people from other countries. Right. But they they're, they still are that situation that happens though just this is a very unique perspective yeah that's an interesting perspective but it totally makes sense because uh, i mean it's like america is like a double-edged sword uh-huh. as in mm-hmm. um like, it's like we still have the same bullshit and the same problems that any other country uh-huh. could possibly go through however we have the we have a lot more advantages and a lot more opportunities than other countries can even imagine. So it's, it's like on one end, yes, we do have to deal with that bullshit. But on the other end, it's like 
from another country's perspective, it's like you really could sh- should just kind of be grateful for what you uh-huh. have because you could be a lot. You could yes. you could deal with those same injustices and in like times ten. Yes, where people they're literally being killed. Yes, compared to America, it's it's. I mean, yes, it's, there are murders that being are that are taking that are taking place, but I don't mm-hmm. think anyone in America would trade America Mm-mm. for a third world country. And nope, and it's true because that's why. Americans, they, okay, sure, you do have your Americans who do move to other countries, but for the most part, an American is not going to move to another country because we know how good we Mm -hmm. have it here Mm -hmm. by all means Mm -hmm. necessary. Mm -hmm. And that's why you still see other people coming into America, even though they see all the craziness, even though outsiders see all the craziness that's going on. Well, they still think, well, shit, that's way better than what we have here. Mm -hmm. You know, at least Americans are even given the opportunity Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. protest, to live comfortably. Yes. There's uh, there's people Mm -hmm. who hello, North Korea. If you ever say anything about your country, anything Mm -hmm. that's like an automatic death sentence or you're Mm going to go work the rest of your Mm -hmm. life in a labor camp. Yes. And we as of yet, I mean, at least, yeah, we don't have and any reali- of that and going realistically, on. Realistically, it, it's going to take like a catastrophe for it to even get to that level, right? Which that would be like almost hell on earth, mm-hmm. uh, worst case scenario. I just wish he would have brought up the fact of he's feeling like that because he's in a very, like we said, unique circumstances. Mm-hmm. Anyone else who was opposed to social injustices and opposed to the kneeling and opposed to the I guess protests. I feel like you have to have a better reason, or you would have to have a equal reason to what mm, Osi said. As an American, yes, you can't yeah. just look at it and be like, "Well, look, he he's not ingredient, so yeah, I shouldn't that's have to be dumb. either." That's you, dumb. That's because, the part that yeah. I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because I feel like he should have still mentioned that because he there's a chance he could still be looked at as like mm-hmm. oh a traitor, and that I don't think that's fair. But if he were to come out and clarify and be like, you know what? Regardless of how I feel, because I may be from a different country where we, where we could have it worse, mm-hmm. uh, I, I still am very much aware of the atrocities and the plight that that. Well, and, and he's a part of it too. Mm-hmm. But what the American black, mm-hmm. what the African American is going through, I think he should have clarified it with that. But regardless, yeah, it's a. I, when I first heard it, I was like, "That's." I thought I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, yeah, that and and that's kind of that's hard because like just imagine if that were us and we were going to another country and it's the same circumstances mm-hmm. and the country that we are trying to get away from will say that it's horrible and then we enter this new country where okay there's horrible things that are going on against people who look like you and I but it's like it's still better than what we than are what coming from. Yeah. We don't have it even close to the worst. Right. Case but then at the same time, it's like, it's still bad. It's still bad. But it's, what it's, do it's you. It's still bad and it's still injustices that still should be fixed and still. Because think about it. If. And this is what I try to tell, I guess, you and your mom and your dad all the time is if we constantly. If we constantly compare ourselves to the worst case scenario, how. When are we ever going to see improvement? I was just going to say that. If we constantly look at things like, oh, well, it could always be worse. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we're just comfortable with the shit we have on us already. That's the part where I feel like needs to be fixed. Yes, it always could be worse. However, I think just 
I don't know if it's logically speaking, but just like it's almost human nature to want things as best case scenario mm-hmm. or as best as possible. And right now, it's far from the best thing possible. It's not the worst case scenario, but right. it's very far from a utopia. Correct. It, it's if there was a well, like a meter or a spectrum mm-hmm. to me, and from what I guess the media would portray, just in terms of not. And just in ter- maybe just in terms of society itself, maybe not everything in the world, but just society itself, it seems like it's teetering more toward towards like gloom and doom. Just the negative side of things. Oh that yeah, that super mean, negative. That doesn't mean the world is that because I feel like there's a difference between society and the world. I don't think the world itself is inherently going negative. I think the world is always going to be a neutral place mm-hmm. because it's the yin and yang. However, I think society, which is inside the world, I think just from what's going on right now it's teetering towards negative because people are so upset and Mm -hmm. people are so rightfully so they're restless and rightfully so they're they're yearning for a change right and the media too the media does yeah for for the longest time ever since trump was campaigning it's all been gloom and doom right but it's just gotten increasingly worse these past three four years especially right now that when trump came back from philly that he, I guess, supposedly infected some White House staff with coronavirus. Mm, I mean, it says, but then he would have to that's, have coronavirus. That's I, that's, I know, that's what I thought. So it says right here, and this was from an article on the web, White House staff members reportedly test positive for coronavirus less than 24 hours after Trump uh, comes back from Philadelphia. I thought he was, when did he come back? Because he was in Sacramento two days ago. Oh, well, this could, this was, so, this could have been within the last week or it could have been within the last day. So if you saw it two days ago, it could be either one of those. Uh, I mean, maybe, but... Hey, this was on the news. I haven't seen this on the news. Hey, you're watching different news. Anyways, before... (laughs) Are you really? I'm watching OAN. Um, Before we get into Red Thoughts, you want to get into Joe Rogan? Yeah, actually, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. somebody sent out a tweet. I can't remember this. Somebody, yeah, some man sent Rogan. out a tweet this week. Um, in regards to, I guess Joe Rogan hypothetically um, hosting one of the debates. Um, yes, and the then Biden versus yeah, Trump. and then Trump tweeted back, "I do," as in he wants to see him host the debate. So, anyways, um, I want to know what you think about it now, just really quick. So. So apparently, um, well, not apparently, it's on yeah. on uh, tape or whatever that, yeah, Joe Rogan has used the N-word a multiple amount of times. And, um, oh, okay, I guess we had to, we had a little, uh, well, you can keep going. Yeah, 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 okay. So anyway, so apparently, yes, he, he used that language many, many times. And, um, oh my gosh, I they made had a whole compilation up. about it. Right. And I had it up. Oh, okay. My here phone, it is. My book and my pen um, just fell. Nice. So, oh, and also he has like a homophobic, um, you know, language I, I that he views. That. I don't think that. I don't think that. Oh, homo- I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say. I hit. was like, really, Isaiah? Uh, sorry, if sorry. He I said the N word. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's like, could be a homophobe. I didn't think. I could see him saying homophobic language. But yeah. I, I, don't, mean, I, didn't, I The reason why I don't think he's homophobic per se is because i don't think you can do the amount of psychedelics that he doesn't be homophobic yeah i I, think i think mm -hmm. once you i it's like one of those things where like what is it like uh being 
like it's almost like being black and voting for Trump, like something that shouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Kind of same thing with taking psychedelics and being homophobic. Like so, you guys, as listening, you guys might be like, "What the hell? What is the correlation between the two? It's more the fact that you're when you do those so many times, your mind is going to be expanded mm-hmm. enough to the point where homophobic or gay versus straight. Like, you're not going to see that as a... Like a threat? Yeah, you're not even... And even it's and whatever to you. Even, I don't even see Joe Rogan as a type to even... Him being like that prior to him being... And doing any psychedelics, but... For sure, I think once you encounter psychedelics, I don't, I don't, I just don't. It's almost like smoking weed. Right. I don't know anybody who smokes weed and is a homophobic person just because I feel like. Okay, that is not true. And I'll get, I'll give you an example. Oh. Well, maybe and I don't get out enough. But I'll, to me, I'll, it seems like if yeah. you smoke weed, you should like. You would, you would think that I'll just give you an example. Just many years ago, I was hanging out with somebody. I was hanging out. Yeah. Just with a couple of people anyways. And this one person said, well, um, you know, maybe if there were no gay men in the world, there would be no, no HIV, no AIDS. There would be no such thing as that. And it's because they're going against what God is mm. saying and what God wants. So God wants. is punishing them by giving them AIDS. Correct. So, mm. And so to me, that sounds very homophobic yeah. and it sounds very Almost uneducated. Yes. And these were two stoners. So. How old were they? Uh, this was a few years ago. So they were probably like 22, 23, 24. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's. So anyway, yeah. so what I'm saying is, is that it's possible to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's possible to be homophobic and so smoke weed. So and then anyway, so yeah, he made um, those. Com- but, you know, I don't even see him as being a homophobe, especially because, you know, who Milo Yiannopoulos yeah. or whatever. He got okay. canceled, though, I thought. Well, well, maybe he did. But uh, what I'm saying is, is that he was on um, Joe Rogan's show. And he is gay. Well, he can, and you he's can have also some, an asshole. You can have someone on your show that I you don't just, like. But I was just going to say that is a good point, too. My thinking yeah, is just yeah. Joe Rogan's seen enough and experienced enough to where the point, like, being anti-gay is like, what, what, would, be, what would be the point of that? Usually the people yes. that are anti-gay are what? People who are uneducated yes. or people who... He's very enlightened. Yes, and, who have a lot of unnecessary preconceived notions yes. about people in so general. So I don't think that you... What yeah. I'm going to say through all of that, besides all that... But, would, no, play, should we play the compilation? Maybe just play a little bit of it. Oh, I think okay. when I said the nigger stuff, I don't want people to just think I was... You want to say that for joke. fun? Yeah, I didn't... That um, wasn't a joke. I want to... Okay, let me turn this up. You don't want to play the whole what minute of it. Just play like, I guess... It's only 22 seconds. I mean, you might want to play like 10 seconds. Of um, okay, hold on. I'm trying to find it. So there, this is... Like, oh, is okay. So it? here it is. Yes. Or it's 28 seconds. You know, the nigger thing. Yeah. Saying the word nigger. I already said nigger. D is just like nigger. Well, saying nigger. She's calling you a nigger. It's like this boy that he's a nigger. But starts calling them niggers. Or nigger. Okay, we can go ahead and cut okay. that. That was about like eight or nine. <laughs> And there's still 14 yeah, more that's, seconds. Yeah, that's so that's a almost 30 minute, 30 sorry, second. 30 second clip of him Which saying is that. 29 seconds too long. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm going to, that's not good. I'm going to close this question. Cause my shout out to Miss McCoy, my 11th grade, uh, English teacher. Okay. She, and this wasn't specifically about the N word. She uses about words in general. What she said was you're allowed to say whatever word you want. Correct. In class. If you can tell oh, me in the class. Def- yeah, if you can tell me the definition and the origin of it, which that's good. Yeah, that's she, good. She, I think, gave us the origin of the word fuck and the origin of the word bitch, and it was what's very the, insightful. What's the p h u c k one? She she didn't give the slang or the uh, MySpace Dumb. Of, of fuck, 
But regardless of that, she would say nigger in class. And not like, like oh, nigger. Like, she would just say if she was reading a book or something like that is what I'm trying to say. If the, if the book she was okay, reading Okay, that had, makes sense. But, but what I'm trying to say is she wasn't hesitant about it at all. And you know that there's some teachers that are – Right, right, be, right. Like – how she wasn't going to uh-huh. say it or there's going to be teachers who are a little bit hesitant to say well it i think if you if you are going to say it in the right word uh right content conti- yeah then okay just come out and say it but don't and like then, but you shouldn't was, was freely be, just be saying this is going to be my thing i think it's one of those things where people of that i guess mindset they're under the impression of hey as long as i'm using it from maybe like an educational or a non prejudice non-discriminatory perspective then Mm -hmm. it's okay i don't agree with that at all because i feel like it enables other white people to say it Mm -hmm. because they look at oh there's a prominent white person who says it oh there's a teacher who says Mm -hmm. it why can't Mm -hmm. i say it i don't necessarily agree with that however it's like there i think like bill maher Mm. he's not afraid of saying Mm -mm. the n-word but it just seems like like what what are you accomplishing even though even though you aren't saying it from a discriminatory perspective and you are you could be saying it from an educational perspective what are you accomplishing by just saying it like, i think like, people just like saying it because it's so like and, taboo or has and it, it's so bad that people want to say it that, yeah they want to seem like they're bigger than the word itself like they're mm-hmm. like oh that word doesn't mean anything. look look how look how progressive and woke yes. I am I can I'm able to say it as a white person I'm not and I don't mean any racial racial tension don't it, don't I don't, you, don't you remember the YouTube video this came out I don't know we'll say like five ten years ago and it's uh that like super white teacher we'll say this oh is, yeah they made fun of the boondocks he's like nigga yeah <laughs> yeah we, they made fun of the boondocks which is that he, that wasn't even I think he just genuinely like was baffled and flabbergasted. Now he still shouldn't have said it, but right. I don't think that was either from an educational or a, that was I'm just him being I think that him. Was, yeah. He probably has a couple of screws loose probably. <laughs> and, he looked, and from that time he was probably like 60 and, and that video came out in the early two thousands. He probably grew up were thinking that was okay. Okay. However, okay. Anyways, really quickly. Okay. Go ahead. Go I was going to say Joe Rogan and Miss McCoy, if you're listening from uh, Clovis, I don't think she, I think she works at state now, but um, I just think if, if you guys are going to say it, don't and if you must if you absolutely must where someone's pointing a gun to your head and you better say the n-word right now or you're gonna die if you absolutely must say it at least preface it by saying like i don't feel comfortable saying this or it's I, as a white person it's not in my right to say it but just for educational purpose mm-hmm. i think we should, they should preface it by saying that because i don't i don't want to see a scenario where and I don't, I don't want to put this on white people because Mexicans have a habit of doing this. Mm-hmm. And Asians as well. I don't see too many Indians doing it. But I think Mm-mm. it's it's mostly Asian Mexicans who they, they'll just throw a nigga around like, mm-hmm. like anything. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you're from that background and culture, then so be it. Because you're like, for example, Fat Joe. Are, are you really talking gonna, about E-R or G-A? N- nigga. I'm talking about nigga. Oh. If, uh, if, if, like yeah. Fat Joe. Are you really going to tell Fat Joe to stop saying nigga? No, probably not because he's from that culture. However, if you're only around nothing but Mexicans... Or if you're only around nothing but Asians, what? Why are you guys saying nigga? Like, 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 what is the reason behind? Uh, now, trust if you're, me, I, yeah, if, mm-hmm. or if you're a couple of Mexicans or a couple of Asians or 
five or six of you guys amongst a group of other black people, then you know what? I'm going to take it as you guys grew up around each other. It's just it is what it is. But if it's just a group of you guys and there's no, there's not a black person in sight and you guys are just throwing around nigga, it's like obviously you guys, like there's One something. One thing I don't understand I don't like. is when people like from Mexico use that word. And it's <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't, I don't think like, I've ever heard an actual oh, person what? from Mexico say or nigga like, like, like that. Like they're, they're first generation Americans and they didn't That's, grow up with any black oh. people at all. That's what I mean. They didn't grow up with any black people. They're straight from the barrio and they but use I think that, that word. I think that's what I mean. Those are the possibly the people that are maybe possibly trying to fit in and they're going about the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to say about Joe Rogan, it's not even, I, I mean, obviously his background is questionable. I still listen to Joe Rogan, haven't in a while, but I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, but good. yes, but what I was going to say is, is him hosting a presidential debate? No, I don't agree with at all. Not only because of this, this is okay, whatever. It's because... It, I think that certain things you just need to stick to tradition and so you want Wolf Blitzer to mediate it somebody well they already have him picked I think for this first one it's going to be Chris Wallace who is a Fox Fox News host um Wolf Blitzer but I you know when it comes to the presidency it's not a game and it shouldn't be trivialized and that's what's happening right now is that it's, it's very already, much it's, I was so, gonna say it's been trivialized by the fact that we have our president well in right right, right. so that already sets a yeah. bad precedent and then you want to get somebody like Joe Rogan because he hosts a podcast where he just speaks for three hours I and it's casually speaking yeah, yeah. I don't think that that is a qualification for hosting a presidential debate and that it's just maybe like if Jimmy Kimmel did it or right like, right or it, like uh, Jimmy Fallon or, yeah and it's like now you're making a mock it's yeah. already uh, being made a mockery of by who has the title of the presidency now you're really making a mockery of our country by wanting it to be Joe Rogan and I would hope that nobody in the entertainment business would would do that. Speaking would would host mockery, it. Did you see Jim Carrey's going to play Joe Biden on SNL? Okay. I really hope Jim Carrey just does his monologue and he just says some so shit he's, that like he's gonna host? the industry. I don't know if he's right? going to host, but he's going to play well, Joe Biden. Well, usually that's... He, he's going to host. Where did you see this? On Reddit. Hmm. Mm. I don't even see the resemblance. Maybe because uh, they're both kooky. They're both zany and wacky and <laughs> boing. Um, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I love Jim Carrey. I, I really I, like Jim Carrey. I'm but really a fan of the new era Jim Carrey where he's, where just, he's super enlightened and now. he's just, so the revelations um, of the uh, equators are <laughs> diminishing my <laughs> bowel movements. Let's get in the red thoughts. Are you ready? Let's see what's going on on today's so, episode. Batter up. First up for Red Thoughts is... Softball. I uh, always made sure to not play baseball, not participate in softball. Made and sure PE. to avoid any physical activity. Yeah, because I was so... like I was always so awkward because I'm left-handed. Mm. And they would always want to make me turn the way that right-handers turn. And it's like, well, I am not because I'm left-handed. And so... I think it just made me nervous, and I would just always, like... You'd fart? I would do something. So the first one is from scratch. A okay. subreddit dedicated to going beyond traditional cooking recipes. Okay. So the first one is 
This grandma making tofu from scratch. So there's a video. Ooh, making tofu. I have some yeah, tofu. So. That I think it's made out of soy, right? Oh, I love these videos. Yeah, so I think they're Asian. And, well, there's two people on here now. And so they're making, I think it's soybeans. And they're like, right, right. But tofu is made out of, I think, soy. And anyways, they're making it from scratch on some things that they're twirling. And then they're blowing the sticks. Okay, they're getting a fire ready. They're still doing the tofu. Now it's like melted or fermented. Okay, now she's... Wow, that's a huge pot. Okay, so it looks like milk, kind of, but not as white. It looks like very creamy. Oh, and see, and the, it, it, so it eventually turns into a dough-like substance, uh -huh. you see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're using... Yeah. Uh, and I don't wow. think, yeah, I've had, I've just bought some tofu, um, and, and I they need, cut it with a knife. Yeah, and then you, I guess you can saute it. You can eat it cold. A lot of people do tofu as a substitute of, uh, for like meat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it has a decent amount of protein. Um, I mean, it's just that. That's what literally what that is. Well, and they add some sort of. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is, papaya. Uh, that was a top post from Oops, I Fell 171 Days Ago. The top comment is from E. Cower 171 Days Ago. I want to be adopted by this grandmother. <laughs> I want to be adopted by all the abuelitas, the Italian grandmothers in India. Abuelitas. Okay. The Indian grandmothers, all the grandmothers everywhere. They have precious stories, wisdom, and recipes to share for grandparents everywhere. Let's stay in and protect them. It's our turn to take care of them. You know, uh -huh. that's, I'll give that person okay. a vote. That's pretty sweet. My yeah. original comment was going to be, if you love grandmother so much, why don't you marry him? They should <laughs> marry a grandmother because that person. She doesn't have much time left, well. so might as well. But those videos are all over Facebook, and I don't remember what they're called, but I'm subscribed to several of them. Abuelita Cooking? Um, Maybe that's the name, but they're like in Indonesia or Thailand mm. or China. Anyways, and it's so cool to see how they make everything from scratch and the kind of machines mm -hmm. that they use and they really take a lot of pride and they are very meticulous and detail oriented and they um like they're so patient when mm -hmm. it comes to making food and it seems like it's really like a an art form to them and yeah like they just take pride in in what they do and they do make like these really nice big meals for their family yeah, or whatever. As all chefs should, really all chefs cool. should take yeah. pride in their work. And a lot of this stuff, it's in their backyard. Yes, yeah. yes, it's mm -hmm. all because mm -hmm. they're they're coming from what very uh, under underprivileged Pri yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah, it's areas. really cool. Uh, next one up for red thoughts. Oddly specific, that blender is they use a Europe uh, money sign. Forty nine sixty eight speed limit is nineteen kilometers. Post it here. Okay, so what is this? Oddly specific. This is very specific stuff. So oh, I see. We were talking okay. about earlier. I'm glad this person brought it up. So, wow, 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 it's magic. Oh, wow, the song. Oh, oh, oh. I said, oh. wow, wow, wow. Oh, oh, oh. And that's also the commercial. Oh, 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 Zambic. I think that's like a diabetes uh, Sky Rizzy? thing. <laughs> Our sky, are we still have our Sky Rizzy ad that we... <laughs> oh, my God. Nothing sky is Rizzy, everything. Nothing so, is 88 days ago from Whoa, Whoa, It's Magic. Okay. Uh, and the, and he's, he just posted a tweet that's from Steak underscore Ham. Uh, back when I was a kid, you didn't need Joe Rogan. Your best friend had a 27-year-old 
who was a 27 year old oh. brother who was a fucking loser who would smoke pot in a room with the black with black light posters and tell you that mines invented the cell phone. So I yes, I did you see saw that. that? Mm-hmm. I saw that about a month ago. And you know what? Do you think that there's any truth to that? To the mines invented the cell phones, or to the, the Joe Rogan reference that you can pretty much get your you know douchebag brother <laughs> to. I was going to tell say, you shit, and, and it's the same as Joe Rogan. I don't um, necessarily consider Joe Rogan as the older brother type. He reminds me of just an uncle. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as he, an older he brother type either. Strikes me as an uncle who's been pretty much everywhere and has a lot of wisdom to share, uh-huh. and uh, probably occasionally smokes weed. But he doesn't seem like he's just going to say dumb shit like mines invented the cell phones. He right. might say something like. I don't know, Sasquatch might exist, but that's not, that's different than the Mayans inventing the cell phone. Well, and apparently too, which I don't recall this, but um, on one of his episodes, I guess he put out his own theory as to, uh, I guess, why some people are gay and some of that. Joe Rogan? Yeah, some of that attributes to um, past sexual abuse. So, maybe, you know, maybe I thought like that's say not if you for were a guy molested by another man, you might turn out gay. That's possibly, his theory. Possibly. Um, I don't I, know. Yeah, I was going to say that's uh, tough for me to say as someone who is on the, very much on the outside looking in on that mm-hmm. situation. Um, I feel like we would need someone who has either been unfortunately assaulted or a person who happens to be gay. A man yeah. also and so, a boy. Yeah. I, or, yeah, for okay. us to actually get the let's real just, reason. But that, there's a lot of layers to that. Not it's not going to be answered in one Red Thought segment. So next one up for – oh, top comment from a, a Intermediate Hatred eight days, 88 days ago. Sounds like a band name. Uh, okay. I can confirm this is true, though. XD. So obviously he thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Last one before we wrap things up. Uh, Well worn. I kind of like this one. A subreddit dedicates to the tools that take a beating. Oh, okay. So like a screwdriver or a hammer. It's been very much well worn. So like uh, right here, top post from Scatola two years ago. Uh, Post says for a lot of people, he is a good boy. And it is a dog with the nose very much well worn because it looks like a lot of people have pet the snout. Oh, uh, so he's a statue. Yeah. Well, obviously. that's not a real, that's not a real dog because it's painted black and he's forced <laughs> to stay right there. I'm the person behind <laughs> it. It's also forced to stay right there too for the rest of his life. <laughs> so top comment from blockchain in power two years ago. I'm one of those people that would need to pet him even though it makes no sense. Okay, Mr. Okay. Miss Quirky. Okay. Big Bang Theory is the greatest show on TV, okay. huh? Oh, let me forget. Uh, don't always remind me to wash my trapper keeper so is that three okay, already i think so all right okay uh, we already brought up jim carrey uh let's see is there anything else hey um, you know I what i also one. stumbled into um i stumbled into you probably already watched it but it was the big pun documentary is it's it, old I, I we talked about it okay Okay, all right. So <laughs> you did watch it. Yeah. And it's with his wife. Mm-hmm. She's wearing that brown, like, track outfit. She's got on sunglasses. Glasses, yes. Okay. Yes. So I've never seen him for when he was younger. Yeah, very and much fit. Yeah. Yeah, but it it was crazy because when he died, he was 698 pounds. Well, I was going to say 700 pounds. He was pretty much close to 700 pounds. 700 yeah. pounds. And I didn't know... Yeah, he went through a lot of trauma with his uh his stepdad. Mm. His dad wasn't there, and then his stepdad would uh what would he do? He would wake him up, just like threaten mm. him or yell at him, mm-hmm. and you know he's asleep or whatever. And then I saw too that 
big pun, he would wake up his sons to fight each other. Yeah, yeah, and, and the daughter too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know that, but that's clearly an indication that that a guy cycle. was abused. Yeah, in a cycle, and then he brought it down to his mm-hmm. kids. And uh, he even obviously abuses his wife. I think her name is Liza. Liza. Reyes. Liza. Uh huh. Liza Reyes. I, I on the WAYT account, I think we follow her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hopefully we can get an interview with. Her. I would love to interview her. Um, and what sucks is at the time of his death, ultimately what led to his passing was a bunch was a bunch of enablers around him. He had a bunch of people that when he was really supposed to be staying focused and disciplined on him losing his weight, uh-huh. they would kind of like uh, fall back a little bit. Right, and they would right. kind of like, they, he, he, they said that he was very good at manipulating people into, into getting him to do what he wants. So he, if he really wanted a burger or KFC or something like that, like he's, he was with Nori. You remember Nori? Uh-huh. Uh, it's nothing. Or uh, yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Or the one with Pharrell. Reggaeton. Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. said that Nori went to go pick him up when he was hanging out at the fat camp because that's where he went. He he went to a fat camp to lose some weight. I know he, he lost what was it like did, thirty he did, pounds. He, did. he, he lost he lost enough to more. where I think he was on the track to getting healthy again. Okay, but I think this is while he was in the fat camp. Um, Nori went to go pick him up so they can hang out. So they're hanging out, and Big Pun tells him, "Hey, let's go to KFC. I want some chicken." And Nor- Nori, in his mind, he's thinking like like you're pro- you're not supposed to be eating that. Yeah. Big Pun tells him, "Oh no, the fat's not in the chicken; it's in the skin." So he exactly so he just he nori's like all right so he takes him to get it anyway and he eats like a whole bucket of chicken and that that should probably and that's during while he's in the fat camp mm-hmm. imagine what's out. taking place yeah, while he's yeah. out so and, no, and recipes to big pun because it sucks that only real hip-hop heads and only real like dudes like that are really going to acknowledge he was even one of the best lyricists in the game the only people that i really see give him his props like that is nas and fat joe they're really the only people that I really. Why do you think that like is? Because I think he was it, he. It was like a firework. Mm. He came and went so quick. I see. That I don't think people really even got a chance to really appreciate mm-hmm. him like that, other than people that were in those circles. Right. And outside of that, if it set aside, still not a player because everyone loves that song. His actual discography, you gotta like actually get into it. Get into it. Like he doesn't. He has very good songs, but. His entire discography is not like so not so still not a player. right very right much, right uh, just different type of music which you actually got to sit down and listen to which I think that also plays a part in as well. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not really easy listening like that. Right. But um, regardless though, he's he's a legend and um, his son as well. His son's very talented, Chris Rivers. Yeah. It just it, it just makes sense as to why he blew up because he was eating because he was depressed and yeah. it's crazy how anyone can find any addiction. As long well, as you have an addictive personality, say, anything can become addictive. Are addicted to sugar. Yeah. So think about that. Addicted to energy drinks. Right. Addicted to TV. Right. So. Anyways, yeah. So I recommend that one too. But all right. Well. Uh, Adios, I, you guys. If anyone's interested. Uh, oh, shout to the Nuggets. Jamal Murray putting on for Canada. They uh, beat the Clippers. Everyone was killing the Clippers. I'm sorry, Kawhi, Paul George. You know, I'm sorry, Pat Bev. You know, I'm sorry. It happens. Uh, but I'm shout out to the Nuggets. Shout out to the Joker. Shout out to Troy Daniels with his vlogs on uh, YouTube, which I really enjoy watching. Shout mm-hmm. out to Monte Morris. I'm not going to shout out Michael Porter Jr. I'm not going to shout you out. Uh, yeah, shout out to Nuggets. I, 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 they put it on for Canada. And are you going to get Olivia the PS5? $400 for the non-disc version and $500 for the uh, one with the disc in it. Okay, so I'm assuming the... Cheap one, obviously, is just for streaming. It's just for the. You, can't put a, you just buy the games online. 
Uh, and then the other ones are just you buy the uh, game's disc. You know what? I was thinking, hmm, maybe I should get eh, one of those. Maybe get it for when she's a little bit older. Right now, cause what about the PS One? Do you think I'll find that anywhere? You probably find it for like two hundred bucks. Those things are like collector's items now. Two hundred dollars. A hundred bucks to two hundred bucks. Those things are not gonna be cheaper than a hundred bucks. Can you stream on that? No. <laughs> okay, then never mind. It doesn't even have a fucking HDMI cord. Are you gonna get the? I was thinking about it. Uh, you can I give don't, me your old one. Well, I was gonna say like I don't necessarily need. It would just be a luxury for me right. to have, which I don't. I I feel kind of bad getting one. I think eventually I might get one. I don't. I'm not definitely not gonna get it the moment it comes out. But um, and if I do, it'd be a cheaper one because I'm done buying discs. I'd rather just have to buy them on the actual system. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll look into it. Yeah. Shout out to our listeners. We really appreciate you guys. Keep keep uh enjoying us if you guys want you guys can give us some feedback uh give us a five-star review i think we're still five for five on apple with five-star reviews so technically 100 percent ratings the best podcast ever no big deal <laughs> shout out to all the five-stars yes continuous shouts you know what you guys uh keep doing you guys thing you guys are very essential um anything, anything else um no we'll see you all on friday yeah see you guys uh friday uh, recipes to bow and go Eagles. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.